0: Welcome into the harvest friends. As I like to say, we are here to bring you the confidence and clarity you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life. I'm Abigail, and I'm here with my favorite co hosts Andrew and Keith. Hey guys.
1: Hey, Abby. Abby?
0: (laughs) So I am pretty pumped about getting into today's show. So we're just gonna roll right on into it because we've got some great stuff to talk about today. Um, And I'm sure we'll get to our personal lives throughout the show so stay <laughs> tuned to hear what's going on in our little hearts cuz it always leaks out a little bit. So we have a a listener question for you guys. Um mm-hmm. if we look to Jesus's example, is there a difference between how he was making disciples and making apostles? Is there a difference in our expectation from up, us as people if we're making disciples or if we're supposed to be gifted as apostles? Hmm. I think I got that question right. So, um, who wants to give this a shot first?
2: I'll take a gonna, stab who? at okay. it, yeah, and then Keith can, <laughs> Keith can jump, jump in. Um, so when I first read this question, uh, the first thought that came to my mind is that you know the word apostle is one of those tricky words. It means different things to different people, or some people are just not real familiar with it at all. Maybe they see it as a, a word that existed in the New Testament, but isn't so relevant to us today. So that's the first thing I would say is that we need to define our terms. We need to understand, like, what are we talking about with making a distinction between apostles and disciples? Um, But the second thought that came to mind is that, you know, Jesus is, Jesus is our model for disciple making. So I do think that we should look to him and what he did with those first disciples who were sent out as apostles. So that was, um, that was my first thought is that we, we need to understand the word apostle. So, in a very in a very brief way i would say that apostles are those who take a lead role in breaking new ground like that was true in the beginning with the 12 they were sent out which is what the word apostle literally means so in, in mark 3:14 it says that he called his disciples and he selected 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach um and he named them apostles. Huh. So there is a distinction between the larger group of disciples and this smaller group of of twelve who were apostles. So it was not the default, I guess is what I would want to say there. Not all disciples were apostles. Um, and that was part of the question is, you know should we should we should we be doing what Jesus did with the the twelve specifically as apostles? Um, but apostleship is not the default. However, we should follow Jesus, and the way he discipled the 12, I think, is still something that is relevant to us that we should imitate. I do believe that every mature disciple should become a disciple maker, that that is the default. So not all of us are going to become apostles where we're going out and breaking new ground. We're not all called and gifted in that way, but we all are called to mature as disciples and become disciple makers to be part of this mission of of um, making disciples to all nations so i don't know um if you want to add to that or clarify that like
1: yeah I, I just like the question from west i thought that was a really good question i think for us um <clears throat> all of us on the West western, western hemisphere as believers we wonder about those things like we want to know like was there a difference between this and this and uh i do like that he was saying like we should look to Jesus uh, for those answers. But to me, it's kind of comical because Jesus didn't provide a lot of clarity on titles. Like, I think we care a lot more about titles and names than he does. Mm-hmm. So it leaves a lot of gray area to be like, uh, are you this or are you that? So um, I do think that the question to that, I mean, the answer to that question isn't a question. So I think looking at Jesus and seeing what he did and how he developed people, uh, it's going to unlock both, you know, whether you are the disciple or you're the apostle that's sent, like the one that's sent out and that's conquering new ground. And, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I wonder about titles too, man. Like, but <laughs> you look at Jesus and you're like, man, I don't, I don't really see too much here in these gospels about titles. So <laughs> a lot of room to interpret.
0: Yeah. It's really, I, I love that we're doing this question today. Cause just last night, My kids like to ask really deep theological questions like right before bed, you know, and you're like, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what the answer is, even though (laughs) it's eight o'clock and we're going to bed. But um, my daughter actually asked why there were no women um, in the 12. And uh, Brett was just like, go to bed. I'm just kidding. But it was really um it really kind of got into this sort of um topic of like we talked about how actually he did have women disciples, but the apostles, because they were gonna be heading up and starting the, the church, needed to be men in that, you know, era in that culture. Um, but it really got into some like seriously sticky waters and I was just like, Can you just go to bed instead? <laughs> like, why don't you have these questions over breakfast? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good
2: question. You know, I <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, Abigail, but um, at least in our experience, as the kids move into their teen years, um, that is when all the deep conversations happen, except it'll be like 11 midnight oh 1 a.m that's when they really want to talk about the deep existential issues of life so good training yeah. there in the wilson household this week <laughs> i guess i
0: better get some sleep because the years ahead. there's just more sleep deprivation around the corner those of you with babies just know that it's just going to change but be the same So great, um, optimistic outlook. All right, hopefully we covered that question. I don't know, Um, Wes can get (laughs) back to us if we failed, but um, you can grade us on that. But I wanna get into today's topic um, because I think it's a really good one. Um, We did an episode on anxiety a few weeks ago. And to be honest with you, what we're talking about today is what probably produces the most anxiety for me as a believer. And that is, why is there so much disagreement among believers? Mm -hmm. Is this a new thing that we're dealing with today in 2021? Or is this something that's always been from the beginning of time? And more importantly, how do we deal with it Mm -hmm. as believers? So we're going to dig into this today. Mm -hmm. I think it's important because If you, like myself, um, have even the tiny bit of, like little bit dabbling in either attending church or are even on social media, then you probably know that there are disagreements going on right now. So I think this is important for us to get into, here at Into the Harvest. So uh, we're just gonna start by kind of looking at, um, what do you guys think is the greatest divides that we're seeing amongst believers today? And is this new? I think maybe that's probably the biggest thing is this a new development? Should we be worried? <laughs> what do you guys think? Keith, I'm going to start with you, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I uh, I don't think it's new. I think um, people have always been jacked up. Like, if you ask me, uh <laughs> I think it was Cecil. Cecil Bean had a quote that says, uh, the saints in heaven owe oh, the glory, the saints on earth, another story. And uh, yeah, I think it's so true. It's just, there's always going to be those moments where, you know, you go way back to after the fall of like Cain and Abel, instantly, you know, like there was there was beef. And uh that one was really bad, you know, he killed his brother. It's pretty mean. Um, but yeah, and you know, you think back to the book of Corinthians when uh Paul was literally trying to clear up like, Hey, do it, are you following people? Are you following me? Mm-hmm. And some say I'm following Jesus. It's like, man, Christ is not divided, you know, and um So I don't know if this is something that we're going to be able to conquer, like the disciples all over the place. Like, let's call down fire on people. Can we be the greatest? Uh, uh, You know, just all these things that separate us. Peter in this shining moment with Jesus, his redemption, ask about John, like, hey, what about him? You know, what are you going to do with him? So um, I think it's human nature. Uh, So it's been going on forever. I think something that we can do to overcome it really is is focusing on, uh, the examples in the Bible of overcoming those kind of disagreements and the things that, you know, cause us to, uh, to not be united. I love Abraham and Lot, how he handled that situation with him. And just, you know, Hey, you take this land and we'll take this land. And, you know, God will us both. And of course, Lot uh, kept moving and it didn't work out, but that, that's my thought just that it's always been happening and it's going to happen. And we need to look at the Bible to, to, uh, for some conflict res- resolution.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that, yeah. and I was thinking the same thing. Like even back to the garden with Adam and Eve, that yeah. um, you know, as soon as we got off track with God, um, it it introduced um, differences within the relationships between between people. So we see that from the very beginning. It's still happening today. Maybe the thing that's new today, uh, Abigail, is uh, like it's it's kind of like reality TV. I, I think families always had drama, but we didn't always <laughs> necessarily see it put out there on the street. Um, and I do think that that's different, that it just, it, maybe it seems more visible today because it is going out on social media or they're very, very public, um, debates and disagreements happening. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily worse, but maybe that's a difference between, um, you know, a hundred years ago mm-hmm. and, and today is it's just, you're sort of surrounded by it. But, but I agree with the Keith and, um, we're going to get into some, some scripture passages here in a moment, um, but the Bible does talk about it. So it's not a it's not a new problem. I don't know that it's even worse today than it was at the beginning, but maybe we see it more.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, like I said, it causes the most anxiety for me. I hate conflict. Like I will run from it um, more than anything. Like I'm not great at conflict resolution because I'm not there to do the resolution. I'm like down the road. So um, I think it feels harder because we do live in this time where um the church down the street and whatever internal issues they're having are for all of us to see on like their facebook pages and (laughs) you know just we all can like live tweet it in action you know we can literally see um Videos of pastors talking terribly about other pastors and everyone laugh about it. Um, And then that can be put out on YouTube. So um, I feel like we all of our, like, dirty secrets of being believers is just really out there a lot more than it has been in the past. But um, let's go ahead and get into, I think Keith has already gotten us started on this, but just biblical examples that we see to kind of help us feel better, that we maybe are not the worst ever, we're just (laughs) equally as bad as the generations before us. Um, And maybe as we uh, throw our... Um, biblical predecessors under the bus. Uh, hopefully, we can also find some some help for us too. So, um, Keith, you already kind of gave us a little <laughs> of your examples you had. Andrew, do you have any that you wanted to cover today?
2: Well, this will fit some with what like Keith was was sharing. When I was thinking about what causes these um, disagreements and and conflicts within the church, um, a couple things came to mind. I, I think one is just selfishness, and you could say that those are those are disagreements that that are interpersonal. And so that's one of the things that we face as believers is, you know, we can be selfish and, and that can create a conflict within the church, disagreements within the church between believers. And then you can have whole groups being offended, um, (laughs) towards others. And and it's more of a, I think a maturity and a, um, and a sin issue is specifically with, with selfishness. But then I do think that there are um, disagreements that happen that are more uh, doctrinal. Uh, you get camps. And that's really what I think Keith was referring to with uh, Corinthians is that there were groups of believers who were really coalescing around certain leaders. And, and they felt like they really had the stuff. And these other people, these other believers were somehow something less than um, what they should be in terms of their beliefs or their practices as, as believers. And to me, that that really is a misplaced identity. You know, I wasn't thinking about First Corinthians actually when I was reflecting on this, but that's how Paul addresses it: is like, hey did did Paul die for you? Did Apollos <laughs> um, r- rise from the dead on your behalf? So why are you following these these human leaders? Um, it's one of my beefs with Calvinism: is I think so many Calvinists um, they they're more proud of being Calvinists than they are
0: <clears throat> <laughs> being Christians. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: well and so
0: we're gonna have a fight <laughs> is what you're saying here on the show no <laughs>
2: it's, it's so it's not even so much a theological thing um i actually think that that most people that i have met who are reformed have a very high value for um you know doctrinal accuracy that you know, but but the way that comes out is it, it can be a very um separatist view of, of christians that we have the truth and because I'm a Calvinist, you know? So, um, I don't know. I don't know like again, like who 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 are you talking to there? like if you're if if you're talking to someone who's not very versed in in the church, they don't even know what you're talking about. So you're repris- you're really talking to other believers and you're sort of elevating that, hey, we've got something that you should have and and you don't. So yeah, I didn't mean to necessarily go after the Calvinists there. Um, I
0: mean, I feel like now we have an object lesson uh, to work with your yeah that yeah, can can pull that quote and then we can have a whole big fight over on social media about it. That'd
2: I be think cool. I think the um, the the point I want to come back to just to make sure we get it is that yes that the conflicts I think in my mind they come from two sources they can be interpersonal because I'm being selfish towards Lakeith and that creates offense mm-hmm. and, and separation within bodies of believers, or they can be camps where whole churches are at odds with other believers because they feel like they've got a, a closer seat to Jesus than, um, than the other believers. So, yeah. uh, and the Bible addresses both.
0: <laughs> oh man, Andrew, I love it. And that <laughs> you really, uh, Yeah, you really went for it. And I appreciate it. I'm going to do the same to make you feel better. Um,
2: (laughs) Go for the baddest. uh, (laughs) Go for the end of the harvest. I don't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh... I'll pick somebody. I'm going to pick somebody good. Um, Yeah, to me, what came to mind was James. Uh, The book of James, to me, is just like a great, uh, great. Mm picture and it like always both simultaneously makes me feel convicted but also like feel better because poor James is having to deal with the church um and kind of like bring these like hardcore um truths to the church at that time um and particularly in James 4 uh I like literally the verse first verse is what causes quarrel and what causes fights (laughs) among you? It is, um, is it not your passions at war? Um, And this really hit home for me, I think so often, Um, we maybe hide it behind theological issues or like biblical truth. Um, that really, it's just about our like simple hearts. And I hate Mm -hmm. to say it because I, that means that I'm the same way. Um, for me, it's politics. Like Hmm. people are just so incredibly sure that their political party is the only way that Christians should vote. And if you are on the other side, (laughs) then you're probably not a follower of Jesus, um, (laughs) And boy, does that boy does that make me sad? Um, and I and I think I can. But if I look deeply at like who I voted for and why I voted for them, is there deep down some sort of of gain for me personally? Do I think that that political party is gonna like make my life better or keep the status quo because I kind of like it the way it is? Um, those things, if we really dig deep, you know that that. Um, sinful heart is always kind of there. And so I really love James for because he just goes for the jugular. Um, He does not mince words. And he really says, submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil, because that truly is the only solution for us in these matters of just being humble um, and and assuming that we don't know everything and just really keep our eyes on Jesus, as most of these things are kind of quibbly, like you were saying, Andrew. Like, um, it probably doesn't come down to salvation. I mean, maybe it does for the Calvinists, but um I <laughs> I do think that uh that a lot of times it's just my pride that's getting in the way. Um, and whether that's like in a personal, like you're saying, like just one-on-one relationship that's um in trouble or you know much bigger church at large big c anyway keith i want to hear from you see what you have to say for us <laughs> I
1: know, yeah, I, yeah, i'm getting my gears turning i don't have anybody i don't have any big things to uh <laughs> call well, out on that no oh, no right <laughs> no that was good i uh, got me thinking i was like man i don't want to get straight into our practical advice but i'm kind of itching to do so hey,
0: go ahead go ahead go ahead keith
1: are you sure Get in. yes <laughs>
0: just go for it it's fine
1: all right all right well yeah i kind of think of apollo priscilla and aquila like uh going back mm-hmm. to corinthians i got to riff off that example but just that, you know, Paul's like, hey, don't don't take another believer to court. Like, hmm. it's better to suffer the wrong. Like, they got a whole dance for it on Fortnite to take the L thingy. You know, it's like, <laughs> Christians are good at taking L. Like, we don't want to lose. We want to, you, you brought a <laughs> pride at me. And that we will fight to the death for some things that, <laughs> that aren't, that are minors in our faith. Like, straight up minors. And we'll we'll fight them to the death. But I think Priscilla and Aquila did a good job with Apollos. Because when he was giving this message and he's he's preaching the gospel, he left some things out, and instead of going at him directly and publicly, mm-hmm. uh, in public, mm-hmm. and just putting him on blast in front of everybody, they pulled him to the side and explained to him a more perfect way to understand the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great because he went on to do good work, and they maintained a great relationship, you know, because of how they handled that. So mm-hmm. I do like that example that um, there is a way to do it that won't tear down another person in the faith, but you can also correct them to get them on a path so they can understand the gospel better Mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah, my advice is yeah just to handle it like similar to the way they did like uh don't put them on blast don't don't blast them in a status or a or a story or a live video you know like if you really love that person and care about them and their Mm -hmm. salvation then go talk to them you know privately a lot a lot of good can come from that
0: yeah hit them up in the dms instead of on (laughs) dm
1: right sneak (laughs) in there man sneak in there (laughs) yeah it's
2: so true you know um james came to mind for me as well abigail a little bit earlier in the book though in james one mm-hmm. and i think this will fit with what you were just sharing lakeith in james 1 19 and 20 he tells his readers that they they know these things but so it's not a matter of do we know the right information <laughs> yeah Th- this you know my beloved brethren but let everyone be quick to hear slow to speak um and slow to anger for the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. And of course, so again, like this isn't a new problem. This this was you know, written to people 2000 years ago because our tendency is to know the right information and then be quick to anger, quick to speak, but slow to really listen and try to understand where someone's coming from. So it's a real opportunity for us as believers, I think because this isn't just a, a Christian problem, you know, this is a societal problem for sure, right now, where people yeah. are very quick to anger, quick to speak, mm. slow to listen. We don't we don't want to even uh, enter into a conversation with those who might feel differently or believe differently than us. So, but as believers, we can be uh, real standouts in a good way True. in the society and culture that we're a part of if we just follow that advice that that James is is mm. giving to us uh, about um, being slow to anger. You know, quick yeah. to hear, quick to listen, slow to speak
0: oh yeah um it's really funny i am memorizing philippians 4 right now um like barely you guys i'm in i'm in verse 3 so i'm like just yeah, you started. started
1: you started oh, but, you're in the, um, in chapter 4 yeah
0: I, I know so uh yes i'm in chapter 4 um but luckily you guys in verse 2 of philippians 4 um paul literally calls out two ladies um who are not getting along you guys for Eudora <laughs> and whatever her name is, I cannot pronounce it. Do we know how to pronounce the second name? I I'm actually not
2: sure. I actually thought about this couple, but yes, I love that you're going to this passage.
0: <laughs> I mean, I want to meet them in heaven and be like, "How do you feel that oh, you man. go down in history <laughs> Name's as the there. two the two ladies that just got like thrown under the bus?" Um, you know, I love. <laughs> It's so rough. Yeah. Anyway, he basically, I love how he handles it though, because he pulls them back to the fact that they were laboring side by side mm. for the gospel. Um, and I love this, just uh, like, let's get some perspective here. Um, are we uh, going to quibble about whatever? Like, we don't know what they were fighting about. I really wish we did. Boy, that would be good stuff, Mm -hmm. but we don't. And so that's probably for the best. We can just put in whatever squabble that you have personally, just pretend that that's what they were fighting about. Because honestly, it's not important. Um, it really does come down to laboring in the harvest together, which is what we're all about here at Into the Harvest. So um, I really love this example, and I love um, just how he, that he like draws it back to, and then in verse five, which I haven't memorized yet, but I have read it. It says, <laughs> let your reasonableness be known to everyone. And so I think that's something that we as believers can really strive for, honestly. Can we be known for being reasonable? Hmm. <laughs> Could we? <laughs> so I I really love this. It's challenging for me. I want to be known for being reasonable and for putting laboring in the harvest, laboring for the gospel above whatever it is that we fight about. So anyway, yeah.
2: no, that's great. And that uh, I don't know how you say that lady's name either. I I always say Cinticky, sin but I don't know if that's right. Yodia and Cinticky. <laughs>
1: I've heard Cinticut. I don't know if I'm Cinticut. Sinti- yeah. Sinti- Okay, <laughs> so
0: I've heard, um, think- I can't even do it, synctity, 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 right um i like i even like listened to the audio like you version audio nice. um, and like had the had the guy like tell me and i couldn't even repeat what he said okay oh, guys right um send us a video of yourself saying this name in philippians <laughs> help, us, four out. Two.
1: help cool. us out
0: just go over on instagram or facebook send us a little shot of yourself saying it and i'll um it'll help me with my memory verses okay <laughs> i think um we we did our very best we just probably it's the surface on this but i really loved our conversation today guys thanks so much for your input um i think it'll help me with my anxiety on this topic so Mm -hmm. um we're just gonna go on into our next segment Uh, and this is kind of our cultural um current events topic that we like to get into um Today's is really based on the idea that we as Western believers are all very busy, um, maybe not so much in COVID times, but we're all still pretty packed in with our activities. And we just kind of want to talk about how we can still be outward focused and be the church, even when we're doing our favorite hobbies and activities. So <laughs> I'm pretty i'm excited about this one because it means that andrew and keith have to tell me like what they like to do in their spare time (laughs) and how they've used that for the gospel (laughs) so i'm pretty fun who wants to get
1: (laughs) andrew i want to hear yours man i I gotta go second on this one
2: yeah so mine mine have shifted over the years which i think is normal um but uh uh,
1: you're
2: old now (laughs) yeah and and kids you know in the past uh, there's so many great opportunities i mean you're you're sort of forced into these interactions when when your kids are in youth sports or um when when you're going to field trips and pta meetings so that was a I, i know for us historically that was a big a big um opportunity for us to connect with others uh and build relationships with others you know outside um outside of the the normal connections that we had um, with other believers. So, uh, more recently, and then 2020 is, was, it was kind of crazy too. You know, people weren't necessarily wanting to, uh, hang out with, with strangers at least, uh, around here. Um, but something I've done, I've started doing over the past year, Keith knows is I've, I've always been a runner. Um, but, but I've kind of taken it to a different level this past, (laughs) true, this uh, past year. So,
0: Uh,
2: I started started doing these long runs last summer, just on my own. There was, I wasn't training for anything. I just wanted to be outside uh, and uh, to be in the sun. So I I would run, but, uh, but then I started to realize that, man, I'm I'm spending some time doing this, you know? Um, So, and and I have to admit here, this is a real, this is actually a real discipleship story because when I run, uh, if someone says like, Hey, let's go for a run. Uh, something inside of me dies because when when I run, oh. <laughs> I want to be by myself, basically. Like I, I like being by myself in my own head, in my own thoughts. Um, but I began to think like, hey, I've spent a lot of time and I wonder if there are like running clubs. Um, and sure enough, there are running clubs, you know, everywhere out the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I've joined a couple of running clubs here in uh, the Chula Vista, San Diego area and, and made some connections there. Um, going to be doing uh, a race with some fellow San Diegans in Utah because all the California races have been canceled <laughs> well, uh, or postponed. Thanks, um, Utah. <laughs> yeah, Utah. <laughs> they're still they're still doing it, but um, but yeah, that's just been an opportunity to do something that I enjoy and that I would be doing anyways. Yeah. Um, but you know, allow allow others to enter into that and. Mm. And to begin to uh, make some connections that are outside of, of folks that i would normally meet with so that's kind of the mo- most recent uh, version for me
0: wow andrew so you really like literally died to self because you just <laughs> said that it made you like die on the inside and yeah. you're <gasps> doing it. like good job <laughs> oh
2: i sort of like i feel bad because sometimes People will say, because you know, it is a great time. A big part of our ministry is life on life. And yeah. so if people are like, oh, you like yeah. to run? I like to run. Let's go for a run together. Run. And I'm like, oh, yeah. running is my thing. Running is like. Yeah. Did you run with Wes? Did y'all run the race? No. I'm, so I'm actually running with a friend uh, this weekend. He, oh, okay. Actually, Wes, you know Wes. Actually, Wes questions. did our question. the question. Yes. Yes.
1: Wes. of the questions.
0: He asked that while running. Um,
2: Andrew, <laughs> I. He thought it up anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just want you to know that in our friendship, you and I, I respect you so much. I will never ask you to run.
1: Your never, you won't cross I never, that. Right?
0: I <laughs> promise. I won't you won't miss. intrude. It's a, it's a line I will never cross. <laughs> so You're yeah.
1: welcome. That's, that's why I wanted to go second because it's perfect. So a long <laughs> so time good. ago, I jacked up my leg uh, playing basketball, mm-hmm. ruptured my Achilles, yeah. came out of it like, Andrew, let's run a marathon, you know? <laughs> so we run a marathon. Yeah. It, it goes okay. We finish thank the lord and uh, andrew just kind of kept running you know he pulled a forrest gump like he just kept like running you know so then andrew introduced me to smoking smoking meats or smoking you know just using a smoker and now i can't stop right right about
2: that. yeah what kind of smoking are we doing here in california no, no,
1: oh man thank you sorry sorry smoking meats smoking meats smoking meats uh yeah yeah you know meats briskets turkeys wings that kind of stuff but it was andrew who uh so, I feel like we traded off heavy, Hobbits. Like, I mean, he was a runner beforehand, but he hadn't run a marathon in, I don't know, years, like, years. decades. And now he's running them like every Saturday or something like that. So, <laughs> sure. and now I'm smoking like pretty often. So, it's just funny to me. But uh, we've been playing chess on Sundays before uh, our Sunday morning gathering. So, we'll do like breakfast and chess or Bibles and chess, excuse me. And that's a lot of fun because uh, if you get to. Th- have a thinking match with somebody. It's always pretty fun. So there's some, uh, some guys on online that follow our page that I want to challenge. So uh, if you're hearing this, send me a game, you know, so we'll, we'll connect. Yeah, what's,
2: what's, what's out. the app?
1: Yeah. Uh, there's like chess apps. If you got a bougie iPhone like me, you can just send a game and it, it goes right through. So. Yeah.
2: So, so another reason to connect with us, if you, if you like the chess, if you like to play chess and you want to take on Lakeith, I've actually never played Lakeith in chess. Um, but I know he's good, really decent, good. decent. No, he's good guys. But if you want to find out, yeah, send right. us a DM on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, he can show you how to connect with him online and you and can, you can play exercise. a game. That's true. You can play from a distance. And you can that's play true. chess yeah, from, right. from all over the countries of the world.
0: Man. Well, my son, Ransom would be super jealous that that's what you guys do before, ch- for, before Christ. we may <laughs> oh. have to add that in. He loves playing chess. Oh, nice. Um, know, so. All right. But I'm not getting him an iPhone so he can play you. So it's. <laughs> I
1: feel you. I feel you.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I do think that um, as believers who want to be laborers in the harvest, it can be hard for us to um, to have free time, like have mm. fun downtime that we are, don't feel guilty about. And I don't want anyone who's listening to feel guilty about your your guilty pleasures, whatever they might be, um, not smoking other than meat, but. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just wanna be clear. Uh, But it's been really interesting how by um, Brett and I kind of giving each other freedom to do the things that we really love to do, um, God has really redeemed Hmm. those things in huge ways. Like even over this past year with COVID, um, because we couldn't really talk to strangers anymore it really became key that we had our like little hobbies that we did um my husband brett is a super nerd as you probably have heard here, um, <laughs> he's a proud one so it's not even being right to say it oh, yeah. um and he plays at uh, dungeons and dragons which boy i make fun of him so hard for
1: that Indeed, <laughs> uh, and,
0: and like super love like our marriage super is really love. good anyway um He, it's been so cool, honestly. Like he is playing with um, people in his relationship network. We've talked about that before Um, in his family and um, friends that that do not follow Jesus. And so he's able to like connect with them on a weekly basis and for hours and hours. i really throwing D&D under the bus here. Um, but it's been really, really exciting, actually, because I don't think there would have been any other way to connect with these guys. Um, and Brett's just done it in a very natural way that they all really enjoy. Um, and so I'm just excited to see what God's going to continue to do. And for me, um, I... I have a book club you guys Mm -hmm. because we all know i like to read and my book club has become such a special thing to me um and these ladies have almost become like an extension of church and Mm. and um some of them you know they kind of vary in their beliefs but it's been a really special way to grow closer to them um and i probably wouldn't have otherwise um but over the love of of like little women um, we've really connected and it's been really great. And the spiritual conversations have really started to outweigh our other conversations. So it's been a very exciting um, thing to see that what you feel like drawn to in your own life and, and for you guys, um, it, as well. like I feel like God has really been able to use the things that we just like naturally just as humans. And I think he made us this way. So it's right. cool that he can use literally everything um, for, the, for the gospel, even chess right. and running by yourself. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing you guys. That was really fun. And it's been a fun show. I hope you guys enjoyed it, um, listening, and we hope you'll leave us a message and maybe even review us on iTunes and subscribe and all the good stuff that you know you should do to support <laughs> us. We really, really appreciate it. And we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.
2: See you. bye, Abby. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.